Hey everyone, welcome to another edition of the Jim and the King NFL Podcast. I'm Jim, since someone's left is the King, and we're here to talk about the NFL Draft. How are we doing, King? I'm excellent, how are you? Well, pretty tired after last night. I feel alright. Yeah? Alright, I've actually got more sleep now than I normally get, so I'm, yeah, I'm feeling <laughs> hunky-dory. Okay, so the draft happened last night, and a lot of things went down that we weren't expecting. Yeah. Um. So we've got to break this hole down. And luckily, we're not alone again. We got what? Break this hole down? <laughs> no, break <laughs> break this whole thing down. Okay, cool. cool. Jeez, I've got to say every single word in. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So yeah, we've got some company. We have indeed. Not just the dog, but we've also got Denver Dave back again. A bigger you have. dog. It's a big dog. <laughs> <laughs> to uh, talk about the first round, you yep. stayed up as well, didn't you, Dave? I did. I'm exhausted. You sound you sound exhausted. That's, that's, you sound like you got your phone sex voice on. That's tonsillitis. <laughs> that's your earn, five pound a minute voice. Earn money, earn <laughs> money while watching the draft. Yeah. <laughs> Dave Station, lady. <laughs> uh, yeah, how'd it go for you, Dave? Yeah, it was good. I enjoyed it. You had a good draft, didn't you? Um, we had a very good draft. I was very pleased with it. Um, I was quite happy we didn't pick up another QB. Mm. Um, you were you were uh, texting, tweeting, please yeah. not Josh Allen. <laughs> <laughs> Every, everything just kind of fell into our lap. Um, so it was nice for once that we didn't move up and get a quarterback that no one's no one believes in like we have previously. Um, <coughs> <laughs> and it was also just nice that we've we've picked up a guy who looks as though he's going to make a change from the start. Yeah, well, he's like an that. instant starter, isn't he? Yeah, for yeah, sure. I, I would expect him to start on day one. Yeah. Um, Shane Ray's enjoyed himself for, as being a starter for one year after DeMarcus Ware retired, yeah. and now he's going to go back to being the blitzer on sub packages. So, uh, you know, good for Shane Ray. Yeah. You play special teams. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about the first pick in the draft then, guys, because that was obviously uh, still a shock, even though we had been hearing for 24 hours before the draft that uh, Mayfield was the consensus favourite for the Browns. Yeah. Um, Allen was still apparently clawing his way in there. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, Baker Mayfield was the first name taken. And, well, I haven't really got a problem with it. I know that we always said that Sam Darnold may be a better fit in Cleveland, but mm-hmm. uh, they've certainly got someone with a good attitude. Yeah, goes in, win mentality. He's, uh, you know, to quote Bucky Brooks, he's that alpha dog. He... Um, no, he's, he's I don't some, think Bucky Brooks said it like that, did he? He's some, I don't, I, clearly not. No, I can't, I'm not even going to pretend, try and do an impression. Um, based on all the issues that have come up in the last 48 hours regarding... Uh, Josh Allen. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, from that perspective, I, I, I like him coming in. I, I like what he brings to them. He brings that win mentality. He brings that confidence. Um, you know, that arrogance as well. Mm. Um, passionate about the game. Um, I think he's a natural leader. So, yeah, I like... There's a lot of things to like about him. Still a little bit shocked. I just had Sam Darnold higher, but... You know, I, I want to be proven wrong, so I want the, I really want the Browns to do well. You know, they've been unfortunately in in obscurity for the last, well, I don't know how long. So I think from that perspective, I think that w- he needs to be a home run. They'd fallen through the back of obscurity, hadn't they? They've now become. Yeah, well, everyone knows the they, Cleveland Browns, even if you don't become, know NFL. Yeah, they're even through mockery as well. This is yeah. the thing; they're that bad, or they've been that bad for so long. People don't even mock them anymore. They've become a cliche. That's the thing. Yeah. It, it's the Browns. It's a Brown thing to do. I mean, we had a bad season. People started calling us the Browncos. You know, yeah, it's, I did that. It's, well. Yeah, you did. <laughs> with reason, I get. The thing from my perspective, I like watching the Browns because anything can happen. 
and I'd rather have as long as it's a loss normally a fourth quarter turnover <laughs> that leads to them losing yeah. that as well especially when it's a guy who's in my fantasy team who catches it as well um, I, I, I like the fact that he's a variable more than Donald is Donald's mm. just a guy who's potentially going to go in there and he's going to do well or he's going to bust mm. whereas whatever happens uh, Mayfield's going to be entertaining he is going to be entertaining. entertaining. He's already entertaining. Yeah, I love that picture he he um, sent out just before the draft with him um, posing as Brett Favre. I didn't see that. So he, they basically mocked up the the picture that Brett Favre had when he was drafted yeah. in his bedroom, and he had all the people around. He got everyone in the same outfit and everything. It just looked really fun. Yeah, <laughs> he's a fun guy. Yeah, yeah. Do you think he'll start this year? Oh yeah. You're oh yeah. Well. I think that uh, over under week ten. You reckon about week ten? Is it? I de- don't know. Is don't it know. dependent? Is it dependent on how the Browns do? So if if we get to week ten and they've won six, I mean this is the Browns, so it's unlikely. Yeah, yeah. But if they've won six, for me he ain't starting. No, you you stick with what you've got. If they get to week ten and they haven't won jack, throw him in there. Why not? Yeah, see the week one. He's There's an argument he, that he's going to win training camp. Yeah, he's a week one starter, yeah. or he is. Yeah, week ten and beyond I think for me I, I want to see I want to see him come in in the second quarter of the Super Bowl and make his debut <laughs> Super Bowl <laughs> such an idiot <laughs> I know right I know no I, I honestly think that you know he's got a good chance of beating out Tyro Taylor he's got a history of just walking into an organisation and, and getting a starting quarterback job mm-hmm. he's done it twice already there's no reason to think he can't beat out Tyro Taylor yeah, for a starting job doing in it in college and doing it in the NFL are a bit different though I don't, well, if you're first overall pick, frankly, I think you should be beating out your quarterback yeah. as a star. Mm, but then, what happened with Jared Goff? Because Jared Goff, does that not kind of set the tone? But he hadn't... Well, Case Keenum did start. Hmm. Yeah, Keenum started. That's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. But Keenum, Case Keenum wasn't winning many games, so they they dumped in Goff at the end of the season and didn't do yeah. very well. So. Which I think is a, Goff didn't have the characteristics. I no. think from his perspective, he was you know a bit more of a laid-back guy. He's not going to... I don't necessarily think he was... You know, Don't get me wrong, he was a driven person but I don't think he'll make as many demands as, as someone like Baker Mayfield will when he goes into the organisation I don't think people will rally, rallied around Jared Goff as much as they will rally around Baker Mayfield yep. I also don't think that Jared Goff had the, an NFL body yet um, whereas Baker Mayfield is six one, but quite a stocky guy yeah. so I think that's what he's going to be um, he's not going to get any taller. No, and I don't think but he should he's get any out bigger. His frame, so. Yeah, I don't think he should get any bigger. I think he's the right. He, yeah. You know, he's well, the he's right two, density. So. Two fifteen. So yeah, about the right yeah, size. He's, for yeah, he's um, yeah, he's a stocky guy. But um, so yeah, I think that's that's probably the difference between him and Goff. I also think he'll pick up the offense quicker, which Goff struggled with. Yeah, you would if if it was being taught to you by uh, Jeff Fisher. <laughs> I wouldn't. I think I picked that up for about two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, no, I think he run the ball and maybe throw it sometimes. Thanks, Jeff. <laughs> ah, you saw the uh, all or nothing. Yeah, the all, all or nothing. Yeah, so, is it all or nothing? Yeah, yeah. don't, so, do, anything, right don't do anything. Don't do anything. Naughty, otherwise I'll penalise you. Oh, you <laughs> flipped a golf cart. Let me just show this to the team. <laughs> I, um, yeah, I enjoyed it. that episode though because it gave you more of an insight on what it's like to actually move a team so I quite enjoyed that although Jeff Fisher is an idiot he is mm. but he's our idiot <laughs> <laughs> so what, what so there what, we go what are we, what are we giving this then A, B, C I still think this is an A grade you I think it's know. an A grade yeah they because the other alternative was Josh Allen um, CBS did this earlier on um, and they gave it a C I think I'm not asking what CBS did, Dave. I'm asking what you're going to give it. I give it an A. Give it an A. I I said in the draft, I think he's the guy I would have picked. When Mm. we did the one uh, last week, he's the guy, he's my guy. He's the one I would have picked. Interesting. 
Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know, you, you talk about, you like Darnold's attitude, but actually I think, that, they said it before the draft happened, he is never the most imposing person in the room. He's never the one that sp- speaks up, no matter where he is. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't care about that stuff. I think you can lead by example on the football field, and I think Darnold can and, and would will do that. Um, Only if thing, he comes in straight away. Yeah, but one thing starter. I like about his attitude as well, and, and that's not the, Mayfield has this as well, but is the fourth quarter comebacks. It is, I think, it's inherent within people whether they are clutch or not. Mm-hmm. And I think that Sam Darnold is. He has a ton of fourth quarter comebacks in college. People that have them in college will have had them in high school, will have had them in middle school, will have had them in like flag football, and will have them in the NFL. It's the same people the whole way through. But I don't think Mayfield's any different to that. No, I'm saying Mayfield has that trait, but yeah. I think Darnold is a bit more of a flatline guy. I think that I don't think him not giving speeches pre-game in a huddle is an issue. That doesn't not make him a leader. That's not the only trait of a leader. No, that's people want to play for you in the first place. You don't have to get up and do a, an Al Pacino, yeah, but I any think given Sunday speech every time. But, but you know, you want to go into work in the morning, and some some players will make you do that. Yeah, and I think Sam Darnold would be the first person in work and people would be like, oh my God, this is amazing. Well, I wish him luck at the Jets. We will talk about him a Mm -hmm. bit more in a minute. But uh, we go to the Giants Mm -hmm. and there was a lot of talk about that because we knew that the Browns were going to take a quarterback. Mm -hmm. We didn't know the Giants weren't going to trade out of the second pick and we didn't know they weren't going to take a quarterback either. Yeah. We knew that they liked Saquon Barkley but still I felt it was a little bit of a a shock to take him at two Mm -hmm. when you could have potentially moved down a few spots and still got Saquon Barkley. Yeah. So what do we think about this pick? I have no issue with it. I think it, I think it addresses a need right now. They've um, always needed the running back though, Dave. Uh, Kiki Barber was good. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, yeah. I, they do. I mean, they, they need a running back and if Eli's their guy for the next couple of years, they see him every day, they know whether or not he's going to be able to, I'd assume they know, um, whether or not he's going to be able to continue to play for the next couple of years so let's bow to their superior judgement and say they've got a run game I think they've invested in the offensive line to keep Eli upright to stop yep. him getting hits and one thing we know at the moment we're transitioning back into how important running backs are you get a really yeah. good one um, I think I think a really good running back now is a, is a QB career elongator like it just he's going to Eli Manning's going to touch the ball half, throw the ball half as many times as he threw it last year and he's got a better left tackle, like so. Yeah. I think that all and he's the, all got a things, better wide receiver as well. Yeah, well, he's got his best wide receiver yes. coming back. Yeah, so I think that you know, all things said, I think this was the right pick for them. I think he was the best player on the board. They came out today and said that he was the highest graded player they've had, um, the player they've graded highest since Peyton Manning in 1998. Um, so he just said he's like once in a generation sort of talent. Um, and the rumour was they were shopping the pick if Saquon Barkley went one but as soon as they found out he was available they said stop taking calls so from that perspective yeah. they got their guy they got the best player in the draft I think um, at two and I think he can help Eli Manning sort of you know stop this downward slide he's had recently by actually you know doing it. the only thing he's doing is taking the ball out of Eli's hands um, the so ironic, I think it's a solid move from. I think the ironic thing is the thing that's going to make this pick a success isn't how well he does; it's how well Manning does. If Manning goes on and does well for two seasons, everyone's going to look and go, "Oh, it's the right thing to take a running back," and it was a really good pick. Mm-hmm. If he falls over and all of a sudden he's got an arm like his brother, then everyone's going to go, "Should have took a quarterback." Simple as that, and it makes this pick questionable. I think you're right, Dave. Yeah, you're right. that's why I'm here. <laughs> Insight, but no, I like I like the pick. I think it's yeah. the right player for him. Okay, and of course, then the Jets are sitting there at three, and 
going, is it Christmas? <laughs> Where's the snow? Well, I don't think they were expecting Sam Darnold to be no, a three. I think they're absolutely chuffed he was. Well, last week this was my pick. It was? It was. And you picked Rosen? I picked Rosen. However, I did say I would have taken Mayfield if it was me, but yeah. I think they would. Um, if I'm in their position, I'm taking Darnold. It's It's reasonably simple yeah Donald um, wasn't there for you at three last no. week let's be, let's be fair yes no, he wasn't. <laughs> you weren't able to pick him so I'm counting I'm chalking that one as a tick for me yeah it's a great move for the Jets like I said you know it's probably better than obviously well as far as I'm concerned it's better than if Rosen had, had been there yeah at three I thought they were going to go Mayfield because I didn't think we didn't know he'd be there yeah he'd be yeah. gone um, it work out that way yeah I think I think there's only two there's sort of two um, personality styles that work within the New York media um you know, someone like a Baker Mayfield who's, you know, extrovert, yeah, will embrace it, will be brash. Mm-hmm. I think the other one is you need someone who's, you know, got ice water in his veins, isn't phased by negativity. Um, and I think that Darnold ticks that box. So I think from that perspective, the Jets had two choices, really. And it was Darnold or it was it was Mayfield. I think a lot of people assume Rosen was that guy. But you saw him in the green room and he oh, made God. a couple of comments. He holds grudges, that guy. And I don't think Darnold does. So I think actually, from a character perspective, Darnold's way higher Oh yeah, or better in the New York media than um, than than Rosen would have been. So, um, and I, yeah, I think this could have been one of the steals in the draft for two reasons. One, obviously, if he's better than Baker Mayfield, it's a steal of the draft because the Browns have missed on him. Two, the Giants have passed on him, and if he ends up being an elite quarterback, the they've thing, had an absolute it? touch. So, I think this is, I think he's the right guy for the right market, and I think the Jets sprinted as soon as they found out that am I right in saying now am I right in saying that the Jets have now got five quarterbacks they have yeah they won't have five quarterbacks in about <laughs> I know I'm thinking that who's, who's going to be well it's Hackenberg and Petty are the two ones well, and then you've got Josh McCown who's that, about like... to you know retire yeah he'll probably play this season I think Bridgewater that was going to be I Bridgewater question. might not stick around I think because Bridgewater of and one of either Petty or Hackenberg will go and I think it'll probably be Hackenberg mm-hmm. out of the two because they've They've actually played Petty. Hackenberg, welcome to Denver. Um, <laughs> if, so, looking at um, Baker Mayfield, you can see him as a starter just because he's got enough about him. Mm-hmm. I genuinely don't see Donald as a starter. I think he's going to be the guy who's going to sit for at least a year, right? Well, um, I, I, I or, do agree or, that um, Josh McCown's going to start the season. Yeah. Or is it going to be... Yeah, but then he's... he's Bridgewater the automatic backup based no, on his health no no I think Donald will probably go sec- um, second in depth chart after training yeah. camp I was going to say is he going to play because of who the Jets have got or is it I, just I think Dan- Donald's ready to play if you can sort out his his ball like where he, two, having two hands on the ball in the pocket yeah because in the pocket he is deadly accurate and he goes through progressions which is really rare for a college quarterback to do and there's tons of examples of him doing that his footwork seems super clean in all the the postseason stuff. Doesn't normally have to be in the spread offense, um, but he also can evade. He's he might he might be besides obviously Lamar Jackson. He's the second best athlete at quarterback this yeah. year. Sam Darnold. His, his change of direction for a big guy is impressive. Yeah, but he's, he, his his ability to throw on the run, his ability yeah. to to create plays on the move, similar to Carson Wentz in that way. Not crazy crazy fast, but you know athletic, big bodied can shrug off tacklers so no. I'd be shocked actually if Sam Darnold doesn't really push McCown for the starting job and, and I, I think, think this is again could be a week 10 sort of situation if, if McCown does win it and I think it's the durability that will make it, that they may have two quarterbacks come mm-hmm. and start the season because you know I think they can rely on it yeah mm. yeah yeah I think I think the t- Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold I would not be shocked if both of them are starters week one wow. I, don't, I think he's starting week one but 
because they know what they got with Josh McCown. Mm-hmm. They, I think that the Jets would want to start with with McCown, mm-hmm. do it the traditional way, and uh, allow Donald a bit more time mm-hmm. for to me, learn the playbook. For me, from a fan NFL fans' perspective, I want to see them both start week one because I want to see what they've picked up. Yeah, um, you have the whole excitement of the draft, and then you wait for a year to see the guy that you were originally excited about so I want to see him as soon as possible no I think those two that's one of the reasons I, I like preseason the job. <laughs> even though it's it's nonsense yeah. you get to see the guys in the colours of who they've been picked for mm-hmm. so I, 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 I hope he plays I really hope he plays I think there's only at the top the quarterback's taking the top 10 I think there's only one here that will not that isn't going to push for the starting job week one Lamar Jackson no, uh, no in, in the, the top, top 10. 10 in the top oh 10. right okay I think there's only one that's not going to push for the starting job I don't think Quentin Quentin Nelson is going to play at quarterback Sam Bradford will start week one for the Cardinals I think Josh Allen can push if he he can stand up yeah Josh Allen can push AJ McCarron and um, Nate Peterman Dave could push AJ McCarron no offence Dave (laughs) Uh AJ McCarron's won I think the most games ever in college as quarterback so. congratulations you played for Alabama you did you, did. you, had you to... managed to strap the helmet yeah. onto your face yeah. you threw to Julio Jones and you threw to uh, Amari Cooper yeah and must, had, must have been difficult and you had you. Mark Ingram running yeah. the ball let's move on shall we because now we're going to talk about a pick that again the Browns well they had Bradley Chubb sitting there and Quentin Nelson sitting there and everyone else sitting there and they went with Denzel Ward this is a weird one I, I'm head scratching this one because yeah. Denzel Ward isn't a shut down corner so I, I was sitting there watching it going um, when uh, old Seth Blatter came out and said Denzel <laughs> Ward I'm, I'm sitting there thinking have, am I, have I missed something yeah because I, I was genuinely expecting him to say Bradley Chubb really was well yeah yeah, I think I think most people were, I, but I think now mock drafts are so you know that everyone's got a mock draft now. Um, I think that you keep seeing Bradley Chubb end up at four, just because um, of the grading. You, that you, you make you make assumptions that Chubb's going to be there. So it's, you kind of it's have not it in your just head. it's not just that for me. It's, I I watched a lot of um, mock drafts and everything. And he was the only non-quarterback who a few people were putting him at number one. And when you were looking at um, actual power boards of people mm-hmm. who were saying who are the best players, everyone had him at number one. Everyone had him at number one. I have seen a couple where people have him about twenty because they don't think he's a natural pass rusher. <laughs> so I will disagree with you there. But the um, everyone the thing, I where watched, where did you find those? Thing, no, it's a few. A few I've seen where people just say he's not. They don't think he's he's not a, he's not a Miles Garrett. He's not a Von Miller. He's not a Khalil Mack. He's not a Joey Bosa. You know, he's someone who might get you between eight and twelve sacks a season, but I he's not really, going to be pushing up to sixteen. Really, and I, I think that's wrong. fair enough. Well, then it's a need-based thing, isn't it? Because yeah, well, I think, they, I think they it's a grade-based thing. They the cornerback. Yeah, I think it's a grade-based thing. I think they probably had Ward and Chubb both rated around the same. And they went, you know, actually, from from our perspective, we've got Ogba, we've got Garrett, we've got people up front, we've got Collins in the linebacker position who can, who can blitz as well. Right, let's go and solidify the secondary. We lost Joe Hayden recently, who's been excellent for the Steelers. We picked up Randall we in picked the up Ra- Kaiser yeah. trade. Yeah, but you can't have enough corners. Like no. if you've got five, you, you need to be five deep now, really, in corners in the cornerback position. Green Bay cornerbacks aren't the uh, the elite, are they? I suppose so. No, you can always do better. Yeah, but you play in a division where you've got yeah, you've got to have you got to have good corners. And I think Denzel Ward. I know I'm higher on him than you are, Jim. And I, I think yeah. your points are valid. The one thing I don't like, I don't care. He's five ten. I think five ten as a corners, you know, he's got he plays bigger than that. The one thing I don't like is his slender frame. Uh, frame. I think he can get bullied at the line of scrimmage. Um, so I, that's the only thing he needs to bulk up. But I actually, I'm actually pretty high on Ward. I don't have a dissimilar grade from Ward to Chubb. 
Um, I actually would have got Nelson there though. That's who I had a high grade on. Well, you did group mock him, and I did mm-hmm. group mock um, Ward at five a week ago. So yeah, I'm not saying that he's terrible or anything like no, that. Absolutely I'm just not, no, absolutely not. No, it's just a bit of a shock. We've not seen him there. Obviously, you build up these assumptions based on all the mock drafts you see, or you yeah. see people's grades, and and you, you you know you make your own grades yourself. And you know, I I agree. I think on most people's boards that Chubb was higher than Ward, but I've always had Ward in the sort of top seven. So actually, I don't, I don't. It's a reach potentially, but not a huge one. It's not. They've not gone and picked up someone who's, uh, you know, got a second round grade with a fourth overall pick. Yeah. So then we uh, we've talked about Chubb a little bit. That's obviously a solid move for the Broncos. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and Quentin Nelson was a, you know, slam dunk there for the Colts sitting at six. They, mm. They're just getting uh, Andrew Luck back. They need to protect him. Yep. They never have properly before. No. So. That makes absolute sense. There's yeah. no point in talking about Quentin Nelson. No. Uh, so then we've got the Bills moving up. They managed to trade with Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Mm-hmm. So they switched their first round selection mm-hmm. um, and also two second round selections. So the Bills have given up the 53rd and 56th picks in the draft as well. They move up and they get Josh Allen at seven. Yeah. Now, we knew before the draft there were rumours that they loved Josh Allen. And of course we've seen two quarterbacks go mm-hmm. Allen's still there it makes sense that uh, they picked up the phone and if they really do like the guy which they clearly do uh, they pulled a trigger on this one and then you're giving up two second round picks for it really yeah yeah no, absolutely I think they were sold we kept hearing didn't we them linked with with Allen we knew yeah. that that was the Bills guy they made no secret about it it wasn't like the Browns where they're you know, a bit of cloak and dagger. This was straight up everyone. Whenever you spoke to someone about the Bills, they went, the quarterback they want is Josh Allen. And if he's there, they're going to be aggressive and go get him. They kept, Still. They retained their second first round pick, which, as you said, was, was super important. Um, I like, I, I do, and I mentioned this to you um, in our mock draft about when you put, I think it was Rosen you put there. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah, and I said... What is the actual quarterback that's got some production? Yeah, I think that it's... I do look at the um, the weather stuff. I know you, it's not a big deal. We only play their eight games, but I, I I would struggle to pick up a player who's only ever played in California and put him in Buffalo. I do think that's a factor. Um, <laughs> you know, you look at the Buccaneers teams had not not won a game for what was it ten fifteen years until they beat the Eagles to win the, like to get to the Super Bowl mm-hmm. under a certain temperature. So I do think that is a factor. If you play in hot weather, you're used to hot weather it's more difficult for you to adjust whereas Alan plays in Wyoming and it's freezing there so I think that um, that is one of the things that differentiates Alan and, and Rosen Dave any uh, thoughts there on Josh Allen as expected that's it what did you think um, both think about the um, the comments the tweets he made do you think that should have impacted him more or do you think that was sufficient you put it down to no because ev- every team should have known about that Doing their, Every team uh, would have known him. about that, yeah. 100%. This is only news to the people that didn't bother looking through his Twitter feed for mm. five years. Thing is, he was 14 years old. Yeah. If I had Twitter when I was 14, I, <laughs> I, I don't even want to know what I would have put out. So, yeah, it's, it's irrelevant. Yeah. I, I kind of. He's just, a douche, don't get me wrong, yeah. but it is what it is. I just think if I was a, a college quarterback and I had a manager 
at any point in my career, I'd expect them to have gone back and looked at everything. On you would have been high. Maybe you should just wipe this completely and just no, but go. They did. That's what I said. You should have wiped they, it. They did though. But the day no, before they, the draft, they only got deleted the day before the draft. Oh, then he's an idiot. Mm. Yeah. Well, so clearly, then your manager and you think that it's okay to still have those tweets on there. No, I mean, they might have just forgot about it. Well, I mean, his that's manager's job was nine and a half tweets, thousand tweets back. Yeah. So there's a, there's a fairly good chance that someone's come to him and said, "Do you know that they're still on there? Do you know you've still posted all of these things?" And they've gone, "Oh." fudge let's <laughs> get you. rid of them yeah <laughs> um it's I, I i just think it's a bit of a non-issue again if i if i had twitter when i was 14 i mean the guy's an idiot but i i disagree with the whole f- if i had twitter when i was 14 if at 14 this guy i know granted he didn't play at the highest level and stuff he may not have expected to be a top 10 pick but if you're an elite athlete with an, with any kind of expectation you want to go professional yeah. you need to rein that stuff in from that age and you know at that age I'm sorry I've done coaching for professional football teams here you know at that age I could pick out there's a guy who's playing for our local team now he's in the first team he's 16 I saw him at 12 years old and I said he's going to be a future star so I think you can tell from that age and someone your parents whether it's you just you you need to be more mature if that's going to be a career goal you can't be saying stuff like that and putting stuff out there he's still 14 I don't care and you didn't know at 14 that Josh Allen was going to be a, anywhere near no. a top 10 pick because no one, um, no one scouted knew. him out of out of high school. Yeah, but I just, I don't know. I, I think he maybe, shot up. Maybe he he I, wasn't always six foot five. Yeah, maybe I hold oh, my... That would have been painful for his mum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe from my perspective, I hold myself more accountable at that age, but I just, I wouldn't be saying things like that. I, ju- just I, just, I just remember when I was 14 and I was an idiot. I was an angry young man when I was 14 years old. Did you mm. listen to a lot of Rick Ross He's at 14? A- well, that's apparently what he was quoting on the tweets. I have no idea. Oh. A lot of public enemy, NWA and stuff there you like go. that. Oh. But I, I wouldn't have tweeted what he tweeted. Um, oh no! But no, I mean, we wouldn't be friends, Dave. <laughs> there is, there is, that, there is an element of truth in that. I wouldn't have tweeted that kind of stuff. But there would have been a lot of stuff that I would have put on that I wouldn't necessarily be proud of. Yeah, a lot of cringe. Yeah, oh. but I just—he's fourteen, man. Give it a. Let, let's is. move on from Josh yeah. Allen because uh-huh. he's, he's taking far too much time on this pod already. Yeah. Um, then you got Roquan Smith to the Bears. Yeah, okay. Good pick. Yeah. Good pick. Mike McGlinchey went to the Niners. I like that pick. Um, and then we've got another trade up. Pick number ten. Oakland moved down so the cards could move up. Um, so Arizona also gave up their first round. Um, sorry, the second first round selection. So number fifteen, and a third round selection and a fifth round selection. Mm-hmm. Rosen's a week one starter, right? No. No. No? Cardinals. They've got Bradford. He no, I know. Week one well, yeah, well. All we've heard is that he's the most pro-ready. Yeah, so everyone wants to say that. Yeah. Yeah. Bradford's had a year out. Someone yeah. argued two years out. Yeah, two <laughs> so years. Yeah. Apart from the first five weeks of the season, the year you before. You went low from his paychecks. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, the year before he went 5-0, first five games. Yeah, apart from those yeah, first yeah. five games. Since then, he's pretty much been off. Mm-hmm. Mm. I'd just be tempted to throw him in there everyone's I mean obviously it depends on what he does in camp and things like that but he's the, he, for me he's the guy who I'd most expect to see week one that's interesting because he's the one person I'd, out of the four that we've discussed so far I think he's the one that won't be because I look at the quarterbacks he's against I think that I don't know how much of an upgrade Josh Rosen is to Sam Bradford when Sam Bradford's healthy I don't think he is an upgrade yeah so that from that perspective I'd rather have you know, when, when you've got a team that's got a ton of holes and you could, you could put them under, you know, you've just invested in this guy long term, 
Um, you and know, if I'd rather, he's I'd as rather, fragile as everyone is saying as well, yeah, then... I'd rather have Bradford on the firing, you know, in the firing line. Yeah, Alan, him, Alan, I look at AJ McCarron and I look at Nate Peterman. And I think you know, if Alan's a top, a legit top seven pick, he should be beating those guys out. Darnold, I'm looking at McCown, and I'm like, yeah, no, he's a solid player, but I think if you're a third overall pick and he's as good as I think he is, he could probably beat him out. And I think Mayfield, just his personality, and I think that he's, you know, he's got some traits. He's first overall. He should be beating out. He should be being out Tyrod Taylor. So, actually, out of the four, I, I think that he's the least likely to start week one. Yeah. Well, yeah, okay. But, but he's not just fragile physically. He's been proven to be fragile mentally as well. Yeah, he was... The um, comments he's come out with, the, his dumb face in the in the green room, was hilarious. <laughs> was amazing. I, like I really hoped cry. he would have held a lot longer. Yeah, he was close to crying. He came out after and said that they've made nine mistakes ahead of me, which is ridiculous because a lot of play- teams weren't even going for a quarterback. So what are you talking about? Yeah, absolutely. There's no chip on the shoulder. He is just a whiny idiot as far as I'm concerned. I can't wait to see him fail at the NFL level. I try and be nice about players. What but is, it, this what is guy, it you said last week? We have love for all new quarterbacks. I know, but this guy, he instills a sort of kind of smack your own face. <laughs> like, what is this guy talking about? What would, what would you have said if he was picked up um, at 28 and he said there's been 27 <laughs> mistakes in front of me? Would you be saying the same thing? I don't think he'd have lasted yeah. until, until <laughs> 28. Still the same Just, thing. I think he would have full on been... It's interesting because there was an interview with him and um, Aaron Rodgers who, I think, what was it, 26 Aaron Rodgers went? Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, he was saying, you know, you could slip, you could slide, but, you know, just, just be away, you know, wherever you end up is the right situation for you. <laughs> and he, he looked like he was flapping uh, by pick six. Like, Finally. Oh, right. Yeah, by pick six, he looked like he was about to break down. Yeah, he's so probably, I don't he's... think he'd have got, to answer your question, I don't think he'd have made, emotionally, I don't think he'd have made 28. <laughs> <laughs> he would have walked out. Just yeah. exploded. <laughs> the thing is, he's, he's going to be, he's been someone who's been talked about for a long time as being the guy mm. so he would have had people around him saying you're going to be picked up first second third or something like that for a long long time and all of a sudden as soon as you start hitting getting close to the teens and he's still sitting there and all of the other guys who he's been compared to who he's sitting on the next table so he can almost re- reach out and touch they're no longer there they've been handed a cap and a shirt and all of a sudden he's the only one left and he's kind of like Oh, I wasn't expecting you, you this. You can't go into the draft expecting to be. You can if you're first. a muppet. Well, <laughs> that's on him. Yeah. That's on him. And I think no, the cards can get everything they deserve with this guy. You can think you want to be. I think you can think you want to be the. Yeah, first that's pick. fine. But you still need to be humble. You need to have an expectation that you can slip. Like you have nothing is in your control at this point. No. Everything that ha- you, you know you have done, to- you can't change anything when it comes to draft night. But yeah, you, I think you can believe you want to be. You you should be the first pick. The only thing, the only thing about Rosen that I don't like is the fact that he had the barefaced gall to come out and say, "I don't want to play for the Browns." Yeah, yeah that, and then back, that again and then back, is terrible. Yeah, and then back and but so did Saquon Barkley's agents slash him. Yeah, I for me it's just kind of like look, you, there's so many people who fight to get in the NFL. It doesn't matter who you get picked up by. Just play whatever shirt you're given. Just yeah, play. Well, that's the whole point, isn't it? You're supposed to make yeah. the team better. You've picked up that high because you should be making any team better. Mm. So, yeah, absolutely. Don't rate the kid as a result. He's going to get broken within a couple of years anyway. So uh, It's going to be fun to watch him. I've been trying to give him the benefit of the doubt all week, actually. We've talked How can a lot, you give Jim. this guy the benefit of the doubt? Well, no, and then I saw him last night. I was like, you seem like a petulant child. So, actually, no, yeah. I'm not. Now I'm, now I'm frustrated. It's, it's like the fact he's gone. What, what, did, what was it he went? Was it 10? So, 10, he's yeah. gone 10 in the first round. It's hardly a disaster. 
And the guy who's interviewing, I can't remember. They moved up for him. And he said, keep that chip on your shoulder. You went 10. What's wrong with you? Oh, Sanders. You've been signed as the future face of this franchise. Poor guy. Sanders was born with a chip on his shoulder, though. Yeah. (laughs) And a chain around his neck. (laughs) Let's move on from Josh Rosen. Jesus, we're bogged down in bad quarterbacks here. Uh, Then we've got the Dolphins picking up Minka Fitzpatrick at 11. The Bucks, with their move down, still got Vita Vea. Yeah, good pick for that. Brilliant pick there. So the Redskins, who probably wanted Vita Vea, then go Deron Payne. Can I make one comment? Go on. His is the highlight package I enjoy watching most. What, Vita Vea? Yeah, just destroying the people. From Actually just chucking yeah. fully grown 300-pound men around. It is yeah. ridiculous. It's the armbar thing where he just... There's a guy standing in front of him who's massive, and he just sort of puts his arm out, and the guy just falls over. Yeah. Like he's just been <laughs> It's like he's just been tasered. He's crazy just powerful. Removed his, all your bones. Yeah, his... I'm not saying he's going to be the big success or anything but his highlight package is the one that I really enjoy watching most I've watched a lot of either yeah. Yeah. yeah what's yeah, his full name what's his full well. name Jim <laughs> well I would say we ain't got much time on this pod so oh, we okay. have to move Fair on uh, <laughs> so yeah then Deron Payne went to the skins Darren Darren Payne from Alabama uh, and then the Saints move up to 14 so they take Green Bay's pick um, yeah. what did they give up so they took New Orleans first and fifth f- round selections first rounder didn't they Sorry? They first round, next, first year, round yeah. next year. First round next year. Hang on. Yeah, I was about to say that. Yeah. They gave up, they switched first round picks and fifth round uh, pick this year and a first round selection next year. So, of course, at this point, we're thinking it could be Marcus Davenport or even Lamar Jackson because obviously you are looking at a 39 year old Drew Brees, I think mm-hmm. it is now. And they went with Marcus Davenport from uh, UTSA. Indeed. They must love him. They must love him because they've given up next year. Still, th- I think I think he's a really good addition. They need pass rush. They've, their back end's now sorted defensively. I think they've got some strong pieces up front, Rankins and uh, obviously Jordan. Yeah. Um, but yeah, add an additional pass rusher just you know it makes the world a difference. And offensively, they've got you know their running backs are crazy. They lost Willie Sneed, but they've got Thomas, who we Jim and I both think is one of the most underrated wide receivers in the league. And Dave. And Dave as well. Sorry, Dave, I didn't want to speak for you there. But um, yeah, and then and then running back, my favourite phrase, as a one-two punch, they've got the best <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. There you go. I thought, as Dave's in, I thought I'd give him what he wants. <laughs> nice, I like that. I love the pick. I love the pick for a pass rusher. I, the, only, the only thing... It's just a bit rich. I Yeah, that's that's the thing. So I think first, if, if it was, do you know what, if it was just first round next year, that's it. Mm-hmm. I'd go, for me, it's, it's reaching a bit, but I get it. It's mm-hmm. fine. Um, but what is it a third or a fifth it's a fifth round and a fifth and a yeah. first no I don't mind the fifth the fifth you know you might get what a punter and maybe a starter at that point or you know a special teams player that can maybe contribute I think the first round next, get, next year and they switch picks obviously in this or draft. you get Antonio Brown yeah but if everyone if Antonio if everyone knew it was Antonio <laughs> no, Brown I know, he'd I be know, a first I round pick well, he'd be I'm, the first I'm, overall I'm, pick frankly I'm but the Saints first round facetious. pick next year is going to be well they're banking well, past on past 20 isn't yeah, it yeah they're banking on it being yeah. 32 next year because they think that's yeah. probably the missing piece that they need so yeah the thing is I've, I've seen a, again I've seen a bit of him playing he he's a big guy for yeah. defensive end he's got to be what 270 I don't know I don't yeah. know what he is he's a big guy though he reminds me of Alden Smith without the baggage <laughs> I, honest, 6'6", 260. I'm going to throw it out there. They should have taken Lamar Miller. Uh, not Lamar Miller. Lamar Jackson at this point. No. You you give him... Four, he's too rich. What? Four, he's too rich for Lamar Jackson. No. no. Not if you think that this guy's going to come in and change your franchise. You've got, a, you've got a quarterback there, guaranteed Hall of Famer, but he's got very limited time left. We 
we don't know if he's going to be good for the whole of next season. Yeah, but, yeah, okay. You need to bring someone in as the heir apparent. He couldn't run the offense though. You don't know that Lamar Jackson could not go in and then run the offense. The Drew Brees. He'd have a have a year like Patrick Mahomes had to sit and watch. Yeah, and so learn. you're getting, but you, that's not the argument you're making. So if yeah, he doesn't it last the, if Brees doesn't, no, last I'm saying the year, we don't know if he will last the year. Yeah, but you can't. Bring, so that means you're 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 banking on Brees being good for at least two more seasons. Mm-hmm. So doing what Brady's done. Mm-hmm. There's no guarantee that's going to happen. Tom Brady's a complete outlier. Yeah, but again, going back to what we said about Manning early doors, you need someone in. Yeah, but I think going back to what we said early doors about Man- uh, pay- uh, sorry Eli Manning is getting those run- having those running backs in. They just elongate people's careers. You don't have to throw the balls often. You don't get hit as often. You're ar- you're resting your arm. You know you're staying out of you know staying out of- away from damage. And I think that from from that perspective, maybe they think that he will last another couple of seasons. It's a big risk. My That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. My only point on this is I kind of agree with Jim that they need to pick up a quarterback because you don't know how long Drew Brees has got left mm-hmm. Lamar Miller ain't that quarterback Jackson Lamar <laughs> I said Lamar, Lamar Jackson yeah. yeah Lamar Jackson Lamar Jackson's not for me that quarterback yeah so a lot of people love him but no, I, he, has, I, he has got his fans I, I get that I get that Jim and you need but you, he needs to have his own offense yeah for me I, I think he's a different he's far too different from what the Saints do and you can see 14's way rich for him now because he went he fell all the way to 32 like it's not if you'd have gone up Spoilers. to 14 <laughs> well, if you not if you don't know now you know but it's oh, sorry I'm quite I'm quite quite big now. now I'm quite <laughs> now. <laughs> but um yeah I think that you know you can see that if they, can you imagine if they'd have gone up to 14 and now obviously in hindsight no 30 teams had a chance to take this Lamar Jackson and it's well 32 if you wanted to trade back in so I think that Fourteen would have been rich from there. I think Davenport is one of the pieces they need to actually take them over the top. Um, but as you say, Jim, you point, make a great point. He is thirty. What is he? Thirty-eight, thirty-nine years old. Thirty-nine. Thirty-nine. Yeah. No, you make a great point. People do tend to fall off a cliff. I just think that they're going to try and keep the ball out, or you know, not put as much pressure as they have done previously. Mm. So let's move on then to the well. It was then the Raiders pick at fifteen mm-hmm. after they moved down. And uh, they picked up Colton Miller, offensive tackle from uh, UCLA. Yep. I've got a. Although we don't have Punk here in the in the building, mm-hmm. we do have a text from him this morning. Okay. So I woke up to this because um, obviously he didn't stay up last night. So this is Punk Raider talking now. Don't understand that pick at all. Project O tackle, <laughs> projecting offensive tackle when we still need linebacker is mad, mad. It's a first round pick. Not a fifth. I get Penn is 35, but there's no guarantees on Miller at all. As for the... Yeah. As for the Bryant trade for a third round pick, could be good if, and it's a big if, he drops the diva attitude off the field stuff and plays every game. A firing trio of Cooper, Nelson and Bryant is a pretty good group. At least we've finally got someone better than Seth Roberts. Hopefully the defensive holes start being filled around two. But it's a tentative C from Punk Raider so far. And that is, uh, that's his review of their Colton Miller pick at left tackle. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's, I think he's covered pretty much everything. Yeah. It's the Raiders doing what the Raiders do. New organization, it hasn't, or new management, it hasn't changed it. They'll take a punter in round two, a kicker in round three, and another punter in round four. It's what they'll do. They just do, they do <laughs> I'm Gruden. shocked. I'm Not shocked Gruden. that Gruden didn't <laughs> take Tremaine Edmonds. Uh, that's he was the, sat right there at 15 and well, he didn't Dylan take James. him. 
Or Derwin James, he had two massive pieces there. That he, or I mean, Van Der Esch was molded. still there. Yeah, but I, that, you know, again, there was there was still. I know he's taken nineteen, but there were still question marks about. Yeah, him. but Edmonds, Edmonds, and Derwin James both were. You know, I I Miller ranked in my top fifty. I didn't have Miller ranked in the top twenty. The fifteen. Right. Um. So yeah, I think whereas you know Edmonds and Derwin James, both of them were in my top fifteen players. So, um, yeah, I think that was maybe you know we'll see. Because we all thought that Eric Decker was a bit of a reach, or um, and Jack Conklin, and they've both ended up being really good right tackles. So, you know, maybe we're wrong here, but um, it, it feels to me initially as a bit of a reach for him. Yeah, you might have already said this, but I'm not paying attention. Is Colton Miller <laughs> a left or right tackle? We played left at college, but yeah. I think he'll be a right tackle. Okay. Um, so then we've got pick 16, which was the Ravens, uh, and they moved out so the Bills could move up uh, in the first round again. Mm-hmm. Uh, this time Baltimore traded their first and fifth round selections to Buffalo in exchange for Buffalo's first and third round selections mm-hmm. so with that the Bills picked up Tremaine Edmonds linebacker yep uh, a lot of people have him as the number one linebacker in the draft because he is freakishly athletic he is he is but I don't think this is a good pick for the Bills because I don't trust their defensive coaching staff to be able to sort this guy out he needs a lot of tutoring yeah he's pretty raw isn't he He's pretty raw. Um, yeah, you you just you, you'd hope if you're an NFL coach. I agree with you. I think there's, there's some question marks there about the. I don't, and also from my perspective, I don't know enough, so I don't want to bash them when I I, I don't really know. But if that's your opinion, um, then you know I, I'll, I'll 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 sort of trust you. But he's um, <laughs> well, just they haven't done a lot of good stuff with. You, the, you'd the hope if they're an had. NFL coach that they've they've got the ability to tra- train up people, you don't. and he is off the charts athletic. It's ridiculous. Um, he needs to, it, the one thing that's the biggest question mark about linebackers that I struggle with and is a question mark about him is their instincts give me someone who is slightly slower who can read where the ball's going pick up you know blocking schemes understand plays Edmonds on tape shows situations where he doesn't even pick up the ball until he's going the other side and he's just stood there Yeah. so um, that is a question mark you need to understand if that's just you know product of the coaching at Virginia Tech or if he just doesn't have the natural instincts that you want from a linebacker is he playing inside or outside linebacker in the, inside. Ne- the next level he's inside. inside you think he's an inside linebacker yeah his position is listed as an inside linebacker yeah, yeah it's whether the but Bills sure, kick him to outside Shaw sure yes. said so sure the Stanford coach on the on the panel NFL Network said he thought they'd play him as outside linebacker and make him a pass rusher on sub packages it'll make it easier yeah. for him to adjust mm-hmm. but he should be an inside linebacker yeah, I'd love, he covers sideline to I'd, sideline. I'd love him to be an inside linebacker. I think that's the right place. I just wondered where you guys thought he'd be. It's the fact he's so athletic and mm. he's 19. Mm. Yeah, he's 20 next week, can he? Bigger yeah. and stronger and faster and more mean. But you need to get cl- more clever. Yes. Yeah. So you can actually not get schemed out of, mm-hmm. a, of a game, which is mm-hmm. what happens when you was up against better opposition. Yeah. Let's take a break then, guys. We're back for part two. Welcome back, guys, to the Jim and the King NFL podcast. This is the draft aftermath. We're joined by Denver Dave. You are. And we have been through half of the first round already. Yep. Half the first round still to go. And it's time to talk about the Chargers, King. Still your team, aren't they? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> for now. And for now. And let's talk about Derwin James then. Mm-hmm. Safety from FSU. Yep. You happy about this pick? Yeah, I think this is still of the draft. Based so off. did the Chargers win the draft? They won the first round. No, 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 no. no he said last year it was the Patriots who won that the draft. Was, yeah. This year it's the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. 
<laughs> Nailed on. <laughs> Patriots did or the Rams. Last year. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, I think he's still of the draft, yeah. So I think, based on this, you know, obviously the quarterbacks, if Sam Darnold pans out for the, the Jets, they've had the still of the draft at three. But I think, based on just pure value and the talent level you get at the pick you're taking, I don't think anyone expected Derwin James to be available at 17. Why did he fall that low then? I don't know. I don't know. I think, you know, teams... I think Fitzpatrick obviously was rated super high. I think, you know, other teams have got safeties and secondary positions sorted. Um, you know, cornerback was an area of need for other teams as well. So, um, yeah, I think it was just just pure fluke, frankly. I don't think it was anything to do with his play. There was nothing. It wasn't like a Larry Tunsil situation where there was some off-the-field stuff that needed to be checked. I think yeah. it was just a case of pure luck. It wasn't teams were basing off off need rather than off value and, and you know lucky for us we had a need at safety and we got excellent value so I think just purely from that standpoint I think yeah we we uh, we get an A grade for that pick for sure he's an excellent player will be a week one starter goes into a secondary that always already has Jason Verrett and Casey Hayward to a you know to one of the best cornerback tandems in the league um, you know to match up with the front of um, of Ingram and Bosa so I think that suddenly that defence we still need to address the defensive tackle position, um, but you know there's some guys in the second round we can look at. Um, if we're happy with Hurst's heart condition, he could be an excellent value pick in the second round. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, there's you know there's still some players there for us to take and address the front because we do get run on a bit. Um, we need a linebacker as well, but there's not much left, I don't think, from that perspective. But um, yeah, absolutely love the pick of Derwin James. Annoyingly, you might be right here, Dave. I know. I'm struggling to argue with him. <laughs> I he, wish was the, he was the guy who was described as as a souped-up version of Cam Chancellor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I I can't believe he wasn't the first safety taken. I mean, I know Mika Fitzpatrick's very impressive, and mm-hmm. but you kind of expect Derwin James to jump above him. And the fact you he wasn't enough Mika Fitzpatrick, obviously. Then <laughs> no, I I have. I mean, it's the thing is, it's a lot of the same things, a lot of the same highlights packages being shown for Fitzpatrick and. I I haven't gone and seen a huge amount of him, if that makes sense. It was, yeah, it was kind of pick your poison. I think actually, yeah, I had them graded like. very very similar. Mm. Um, I think Fitzpatrick, you know, people Saban talks about him like he's his son. Yeah, um, and I think it's a, it comes down to versatility. I think Fitzpatrick's more versatile. What Derwin James is is a strong safety, and that's yeah. what he's going to play in the, at the next level, and that's what he's in college. What Minka Fitzpatrick can do is is he'd have to be. A, I don't think he'd be a strong safety. I think he has the ability to play single high, but I think he's a free safety. Yeah. Um, but I also think, you know, if, if you've, you're struggling or you're playing against a team with a ton of wide receivers or a couple of tight ends, one of which, you know, say the Giants with Ingram, um, you know, Fitzpatrick can go and play nickel corner as well. So I think he adds that additional layer of versatility. So I kind of understand why Fitzpatrick went first, but if you're looking for an out-and-out strong safety, you're going to take Derwin James ahead of Fitzpatrick. Um it's also the drive for Fitzpatrick. I know we've we've already been past him, but uh, you need to look into the guy's backstory. How he was basically homeless when he was a kid because mm-hmm. uh, the house got torn up in a hurricane, and mm-hmm. he he just hates losing. He he is so driven. He will learn everything about the opposition. He will not stop no. trying he, to improve himself. He hates losing everything. Yeah, they said he, he came off the field once and he was screwing about a play that he'd missed on. It was the fourth quarter up by forty points. That's going to calm him down because he hates doing anything wrong. Yeah, 
He also was a starter at cornerback for Alabama as a true freshman, which yeah. is super rare. Yeah. So anyway, Derwin James is a beast at strong safety. Yeah, well done to the Chargers. And now we've got another trade-up. Mm-hmm. Uh, this time it was a team that don't normally trade up in the in the draft, but the Green Bay Packers have a new GM, and mm-hmm. they moved up from Seattle to pick, get the 18th pick. Mm-hmm. Um, so Seattle traded their first and seventh round selections. Green Bay gave up their first, fifth, and sixth round. Yep. to move up and get Jair Alexander, mm-hmm. cornerback from Louisville. Mm-hmm. Um, he is one of the top-rated cornerbacks in this draft class, so it's not beyond the you know. Yeah, he's been a the fast, realms that he was going to go in that. He's been a fast of, riser since the place. combine as well. Yeah, but he is just another what, just under six foot tall cornerback. Mm-hmm. So it's nothing yeah. completely you know, as an outlier for a cornerback position there. Yeah, I think he's um, you know his ball skills are excellent. Um, you know his game. He's um, he's strong at the uh, at the line of scrimmage. So I think from that perspective, he's um, he's a strong addition for the Packers. And um, they lost the cornerback. Obviously, we talked about the ones. Yeah, with Randall. Yeah. So um, yeah, I think he's an area of need as well. So it's just yeah, I, I don't mind teams being aggressive if they think they they found their guy. My inexperience um, sort of showed in this pick. Um, I my natural assumption was that the Packers were going to pick up something offensively. Um, just because that is one of the glaring sort of needs for the team. The fact they didn't, I think I quite like. Um, but yeah, everything I've seen of him looks very good. Mm. And he will make them better from day one, which is what you want in, yeah. a, in a first round starter. So yeah, well done. And let's move on then to the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. It was their home stadium that was uh, hosting this draft. Yep. And they go with an area of absolute need at linebacker. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they took the risk though. Leighton van der Esch. What, from Boise what, State. Yeah, there's, so there's been rumours about his injuries. What hell, What else has it's happened? It's a neck injury, dude. Yeah. It's a neck injury. <laughs> when it's you're a linebacker, linebacker you, you need your neck to be fairly strong. And I know that uh, <laughs> Rappaport came out just before the pick came in because obviously I think he knew who, where they were going to say oh, it was a stinger a, a year ago or so and he's a, and they think they've cleared him. But you're taking a massive risk when you're going first round. Uh, a guy that he, you know, he is very good, mm-hmm. but... If he's going to be out of the league in a year or two years, then so how does it work? In the, how does it work in the real world? Because when you when you when they have the combine, mm-hmm. um, you get medically checked over there. Mm-hmm. If you then get invited back for a pro day by the club or the club meets him, do they get the opportunity to look over him with doctors as well? Yeah, so they can call him and make assessments if they if they want to. Do we know if um, they've done t- that? Typically, what you do is you get the combine assessment, which is you know. Um, Rigorous, yeah. Um, and then, if there's any question marks, or if any teams have any question marks regarding that, you get called back to the combine, so back to Indianapolis right. for a follow-up. Um, so that's what we saw with Sony Michelle with his knee. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've seen that in the past. Daquan Bowers was another one who who had to go back to the combine. There's there's been a few guys and instances where that's happened. Um, and typically, with that follow-up, teams will um, either ask for specific things to be done or looked at, or um, we'll go there themselves so if we make the assumption that that's happened again mm-hmm. then surely they've got the confidence to be able to say yeah it'll be alright they've so, probably got enough confidence that they can go to their fans and say we think he's going to be alright because you just don't know maybe he will be alright yeah, well, well, you're, you're they, walking they, a tightrope if they, they, they 100% think that if they took him in the 19th I was going to say if, if they don't think that then why would they have took him in the first yeah, being, the, me being a cynic the yeah. biggest cynic in this yeah. room well, they, they, they do think that um, yeah. and they had a similar situation with Jalen Smith two years ago um, you know who had the ACL uh, MCL issue 
um, yep. with his with his knee. Terrific. Sidney Jones as well. He he fell out the first round, didn't he? Yeah, but the Cowboys had a similar situation with Jalen Smith. So they a lot of teams just didn't have him because they didn't think he'd, he'd come back at mm. all. Um, but the the Cowboys have got very very good medical staff, and their team doctor actually performed the operation. Ah, to okay. repair Jalen Smith's knee so they had more information than any other team and mm. they felt comfortable with a second round pick for him well, Denver um, did a similar thing last year with Jake Butt he was out for the whole year uh, yep. I think that was an ACL as well but I mean that was a sixth rounder so if mm. that didn't pay off who cares exactly yeah, it's not <laughs> yeah, first so they rounds. have to be sure of this pick if yeah. he's healthy he's an excellent player yeah, yeah. Um, he's the most uh, you know I know it's, a, it's it's an easy comparison to make but he's he's very Sean Lee like in a sense that he's excellent in pass coverage as well mm-hmm. so I think from that perspective Sean Lee's 32 and has never been healthy throughout no. his career Jalen Smith apparently is now fully healthy wasn't last year Played okay, but not as good as we expected. I think he was probably the first or second best player two years ago in the draft. So they expect yeah. him to really kick on this year. Um, you know, if you had a healthy Van Der Esch, all of a sudden their linebacking call looks, um, you know, for one of the areas that's been really lacking over the last few years. What surprised they didn't go in, for them? I was surprised they didn't go wide receiver. Well, that was a bit of the head scratcher on this yeah. move, wasn't it? It mm-hmm. was that everyone thought they were going to go for Cortland Sutton or Calvin What's, Ridley or something, and they're all there. Every wide every receiver, wide receiver yeah. is still in play at this yeah. point. What's the depth like? On, I mean, maybe that's why they didn't go there because a lot of them they hope that they're going to be there next time they come to pick up. Well, you um, look. So Calvin Ridley and DJ Moore have gone. Sutton, who everyone had the mock to take him because of the size and yeah. and, and and you know athleticism, he's still on the board. So they can be aggressive and trade up and go get him. Yeah, there are still uh, a couple of wide receivers that, you know, there's a for round two as well. Yeah. What's the core like in sort of three onwards of wide not receivers? Great. Is, is it not? not well, there's great. a few. Christian Kirk from extent. A&M's a fantastic wide receiver, but he's five foot ten and probably plays, maybe plays outside like a Golden Tate who's not huge. Um, but he's, and he's an excellent route runner, but it depends the offense they want to play. I think people are trying to, if they wanted someone like Des Bryant, they'd have Des Bryant. I think actually someone like Kirk could be in play for them in the second round who is a great route runner runs across the middle which is the kind of plays that Dak Prescott likes to run anyway that's why him and Cole Beasley have have built up this relationship so I think they're trying to put more pieces that are Dak Prescott like to try and help his transition the same way that Carolina Panthers put a ton of massive body wide receivers of Cam Newton Mm. when he was a younger um, quarterback so I, I actually think the Cortland Sutton thing if he's there and he's good value in the second round they might take him but I can see him taking someone like Kirk in the second round or third round next up were the Lions they went with a centre Frank Ragnall mm-hmm. from Arkansas I know nothing about this guy we're moving on <laughs> literally next, nothing <laughs> next with the well the only thing to know about him was that the Bengals wanted him at 21 but of course uh, he was off the board straight away so then they took Billy Price centre from Ohio State yep. uh, so those two picks are just centres Whatever. I think Price could play guard this in the league, though. He's quite, a little bit more versatile, possibly. I think. Yeah. Uh, and then 22 was another trade-up. This time it was the Tennessee Titans moving up. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens moving down again. So Baltimore traded their first and sixth round selections to Tennessee in exchange for Tennessee's first and fourth round selections. Mm-hmm. Uh, and with that move up, the Titans picked Rashawn Evans from Alabama. Mm-hmm. And that's a solid pick. Roll tied, yeah. That is such a Titans thing to do is pick up another linebacker. Yeah, yeah. They're a blue-collar team and they've got a blue-collar linebacker. I like the fact he's a senior. I like the fact he played all the way through. Um, you know, the experience there, the coaching he's got from Nick Saban, who's yeah. an offensive guy himself, is, is just excellent. Um, he's athletic. He's a playmaker. He can rush the passer as well. 
is underrated from that standpoint. Does remind me of Dante Howe, which again is another super easy comparison because they're both <laughs> Alabama linebackers. But yep. I, um, yeah, I love that pick from the Titans. Key addition in the middle of their defense. Next up was the Patriots' first of two picks in the first round. Mm-hmm. They didn't move up uh, as many thought they might do, uh, and they went with Isaiah Wynn, guard from Georgia. So just a safe pick, I suppose. It's going to help cover Nate Solder. Not yeah, they anymore. they announced him as a tackle though. Most people said guard, didn't they? That's so right. I think that he is actually a Nate Solder replacement. He's not going to play guard. Went, He's now a tackle. Yeah, and uh, so yeah, I did like on the coverage though. They went. This is you know he fits within the blocking scheme and stuff for the Patriots. Nate Solder was six for eight. Yeah, Isaiah wins six foot three. Don't get me wrong; he's not a small dude, but he's not six. But he foot doesn't eight. fit. So you're saying that Nate Solder, who's now just got a massive money deal to the Giants, never was an outlier and never actually fit the scheme that they wanted <laughs> within the Patriots, despite winning three Super Bowls. With them. I think that's just being nice to uh, the Patriots on that pick. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty safe pick, but nothing uh, spectacular going on there. No. Nope. Then you got the Panthers. Mm-hmm. They took the first wide receiver in the draft crazy but DJ Moore mm-hmm. a lot of people like especially Steve Smith likes uh, out of Maryland it, it makes more sense that they need to give Cam some more weapons and uh, he's definitely one that can well get across the middle of the field I suppose yeah they need a number one receiver yeah. they need a number one I think Funchess is a good but player but they've got they had Kelvin Benjamin there before and they got rid of him eventually so. yeah he kept getting injured and you know had some drops and stuff but so Funchess is the big guy so he could become the just the, the go route guy yeah I think that Funchess is a good player but I, I don't think he's a number one receiver I think Moore has the ability to be that okay he's um he's built like a linebacker or like a running back really six yeah. foot he's 220 I think he's like stocky lad great great hands he's one of the you know there's too many body catchers in this draft and yeah. he's someone who'll go get the ball he'll be aggressive he, with it is he the guy who had um, their video montage of all his one handed catchers uh, no, that's probably called a Sutton, I think, has a few. There's one, there's a, there is a one hand catch that DJ Moore does that's like quite famous where it's over the shoulder in yeah. the end zone, catches it. Because there was a video montage that I saw um, where it was just a montage of right handed and left handed one hand catches. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it just looked like that, that kind of thing where you just go, yeah, this guy's good at yeah. doing one thing, yeah. but he's amazing <laughs> at it. Yeah. Um, like OBJ. Yeah. Mm. Yes, <laughs> he's an underrated route runner as well, DJ Moore. So I think he'll help the Panthers. Yes, yeah, it's a, it's a good pickup for the yeah for the like Panthers. It. We thought they were going to go defense, but they went offense. So fair enough. Mm-hmm. Um, not mad with that pick. Nope. And then of course that was the first wide receiver taken. Then we saw the first tight end taken. Mm-hmm. The Ravens finally make a pick, and it's Hayden Hurst. Yeah, South Carolina. Yeah, I thought it'd be the first one taken. Yeah, he he had moved up in people's drafts over the last uh, week or so. Yep. So he's- yeah. Just a bit more versatile than the others, a bit more, and he's and he's a more keen blocker, which is rare coming out of college. So I like uh, I like that pick again, tight end for a tight end GM. Yeah, yes. Then you get the Falcons taking Calvin Ridley from Alabama. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, I thought they might have gone Taven Bryan at this point. I know I think we had him mocked. Uh, I thought they were going to go. Bryan. Yeah, I thought they were going to go defense or Harold Landry. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, they went with another wide receiver just to cover off Taylor Gabriel going. Yep. Lost a vertical threat, gained a new one. So, yeah, I don't want yeah. that. Then we've got the Seahawks at mm-hmm. 27. They took Rashad Penny. Dave? He's rubbish. <laughs> no, he's, he's my guy. He's um, The funny thing is, this this was... Uh, CBS did a, a summary of the draft, and they called uh, the Seahawks the big losers um, because they overreached for this guy. <laughs> Everything I've seen of him, he looks amazing. Um, yeah. I yeah, I'm not overly 
too impressed that he's gone to the Seahawks because it means week week one he's playing against Denver. Um, so yeah, I hope he doesn't do what Kareem Hunt did last season and tear yeah. up week one. I yeah, I really like him. I'm glad he's in the league. I'm glad he's gone number one. Um, I'm kind of glad he's gone to the Seahawks as well. Um, they tend to get a lot of airtime um, with Thursday night and Monday night games. Um, so yeah, I and I tend to watch more games on those times otherwise it's just red zone so yeah I, I kind of do like the fact that he's gone to a big team um, they, they never replaced Marshall Lynch did they so no, no. no. who was their running the back guy. last season they had a mix didn't they because Thomas Rawls had a couple of games and then he was injured mm-hmm. um, Chris Carson had a couple of good games he was injured so yeah they were they were scra- Eddie Lacey was there as well wasn't he? Mm-hmm. So. well Rashad Penny's not a he's not a power runner as they've had previously he's no. a mover um, but it's his speed off his foot he'll run so fast stop change direction really quickly um, mm-hmm. for me second best running dra- running back in the draft I think that's the way it's worked out actually yeah it was yeah. it is yeah he was yeah. second so, one taken I'm claiming genius not very many <laughs> times in my life in which I can no no we agree with that yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but no he's the guy so last week um he is the guy who I mentioned at the very end and said, yep. future Hall of Famer. Yeah. Oh. I did say wow. that. Did, I did yeah, say that. Exactly. I did say wow. that. Yeah. I think, okay. you, I think you were playing with the dog at that point and weren't listening. <laughs> um, but no, I, yeah. He's the guy who stood out. He's the one who I really enjoyed watching more than any other. That's the point, um, isn't it? You find these players that you want to watch. Yeah. Well, the funny thing is, when, when they actually made, uh, when uh, they were being picked, and he said at 22, the Tennessee Titans picked Rashad, and I was like, yes! And they said, Evans, <laughs> no! Rubbish! And then I just kind of didn't think he was going to go in the first, because I did they've say got, he'd go in the first got Derek round. Henry, they don't need another No, I know, back. I know. I just got excited because of the name. Um, but yeah, the fact he's gone in the first round, and yeah, he's he looks so good. And the fact he's the first... Um, he's the first running back who hasn't played for any of the big teams to go in the first round since uh, Doug Martin 2012 yeah mm. so, only a few picks left then guys mm-hmm. uh, well five in fact next up was 28 it was a Steelers we pick we can skip over this well we might do you <laughs> 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 would like that yeah <laughs> yeah when the best bit about your pick is the person that walked out to actually announce it that was the best bit about the whole draft yeah, um, yeah, I like that. Yeah, very emotional. Um, it's bittersweet because to see how far he's come and yet how far he has to go to. You, know, this, you could see he was in such pain walking out, but this the, is a the guy really, would not stop walking. He he's not that kind of person. This is a really stupid question, but it's a question I've got to ask: Is he yeah. ever going to play again? No, never. You don't reckon? That's what King says. I I still think that if you give him a couple of years, he might be able to get back, but. I don't think the way should. the way he was yesterday, that's still a, a long way than what they said. He yeah. was. You know, this is a guy that could have been in the wheelchair for the rest of his life. He could have died. The fact that he's he's at the gym every day, he is working out, especially his upper body, but he is doing a lot of re, uh, reconstructive work on his legs. Would you want to see him play again? He was an amazing player. He was. But that's not what I'm asking. So if we could have him back again as he was, then yeah, of course. But um, if there's any risk to him. Uh, the re it being re injured, then I'd rather he didn't. Yeah. Um his future well being is, is more important to me as a human than mm. than whether he plays for the Steelers or any any yeah. NFL team again. It was nice to see him walking out. I it was. Mm. It was. Um 
he was an outstanding player and if we could have him back then I would have him in a heartbeat but I like the fact they let him do a first round pick and not some fifth yeah. round where it didn't matter same with the kid who did it for Denver as well yeah. I like the fact they did it in the first round and there was no because he was originally originally meant to do the third I believe right um, uh, but yeah they moved it to the first which yeah, yeah it was it's, it's a nice sentiment yeah it was an amazing thing to see and mm. for him to walk back off the stage as well afterwards mm. uh, was pretty incredible um and then we picked up, well, it was almost a second thought really, Terrell Edwins, Tremaine's brother. Uh, I can't help thinking we've picked up Ralph Schumacher. <laughs> <laughs> the Phil Neville. Yeah, the Phil Neville of, uh, of, of brothers here. What, um, I've got, I still don't really know why we picked him <laughs> in the first round. I, I wait to be proven absolutely wrong, but, uh, is, yeah, he wasn't. I we have a big board here, and his name is missing. I yeah. I do try and give be quite fair and have at least seven or eight names for every position. He's not in the seven or eight names for safety that I've got. I didn't know Tremaine Edmonds had a brother. <laughs> That's I, my no. research didn't tell me that he existed. No, I, so I actually said, thought there was a mistake made when his name the, came up. I went, "He's already gone." Yeah, I genuinely went, "He's already gone," and then it turns out there was another one yeah. of them. He plays safety for Virginia Tech. Uh, so he played with Tremaine yeah but yeah we've picked him up at safety congratulations yeah can we move on (laughs) I'm gonna have to wait and see how this works out we picked up a couple of safeties in free agency we picked up Morgan Burnett and Nat Bayer from the Giants Uh, and we've also got Sean Davis still there anyway so there are actually four safeties there uh, to compete for starting roles you know it might turn out really well um, he's more of a downfield uh, safety so it's more likely he's going to help out at linebacker as well as um, safety but I'm scrabbling for you, you do sound as, like you, as though you're trying to convince yourself right now well why wouldn't I try and convince myself it's our first round pick Dave what more can I do <laughs> I wouldn't have picked him I don't give it a good draft grade but I ain't seen him so let's move on keep going no keep no. Going. Keep no, going. no 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 no, 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 no. <laughs> so let's go to the Jags at 29 they picked up Taven Bryan, defensive tackle from Florida. Why do they need another tackle? Well, it's what they've we got said a on, massive on the line, line, wasn't it? It's just position. It's the best available. Yeah, he's fallen that far. We didn't expect him to go that far in the draft. And, no, uh, but James just picked him up. Again, it's just like there's, there's still some really good players left. I know he's the best player, in it, but is tackling need for the Jags really? It never hurts they're to have t- more people on the defensive line. They're a team with hardly any holes. To be fair, yeah, tight end. They picked, wide, up, the wide they picked receiver. up two tight ends in free agency. Yeah, wide receiver. They still they could still. Yeah, wide receiver is one area. I think yeah. they could probably go for. But I guess they didn't see value in that. Um, if DJ yeah. Moore and uh, Calvin Ridley are gone, which they were, yeah, maybe that's their two wide receivers yeah. gone off the board. So. But look, who won the Super Bowl last year with the Philadelphia Eagles? They had the True. most depth for defensive line out of any other team in the league. Yeah, yeah. because you could rotate them. Yeah. So and and the worst case scenario is Dave as well that he plays in in uh, Jacksonville for a year or two and then you can use him as trade bait. So someone might come in and go, we'll give you a, a first rounder or a second round for him. Yeah. His first step's a joke. Him him with um, Malik Jackson inside. Yeah. Calais Campbell. Um, and Gokwe. And Gokwe on the outside. Is a, with, with Fowler coming in as well. Yeah. It's just astounding. That mm. team. In a couple of years, I think you'll really enjoy living in London. <laughs> yeah. And that's fun. I'm sure he will. <laughs> yeah. Um, and let's move on then we've got three picks left so it's the Vikings picked up Mike Hughes cornerback from UCF mm-hmm. uh, 
that's for Trey Waynes, isn't it? I think they're going to be looking to cover him off. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, next couple of years. So good pick again. Vikings got very few holes. Um, then the Patriots with their second pick, Sony Michelle. This was a head scratcher for me, King. We yeah. talked about his lack of cartilage in the knee, mm-hmm. which when you're running back is advantageous. It is advantageous for sure. I've, I've got very little cartilage, cartilage in my knee, yeah. and it hurts when I wake up in the morning. So play the NFL. Good luck to him, man. Yeah, I've got the same. I've got, I've got yeah. my right knee. I've got no really cartilage, hurts. so it's um yeah, it's difficult. Once you get moving, you're all good. But um, except when it's cold. I'm sure, he's a bit healthier than than, than we are, though. Speak well, for yourself. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm I'll, built no, like an no, O-liner. No, no. I'll speak for both of us, <laughs> <laughs> and he definitely is. <laughs> no, I I think he he um he could be a special player. Yeah. He could be a really really special player. Um, and in that offense, I think they're going to put less pressure on him than other teams would, which I think probably then means he retains more of his value. Because um, you know they always have running backs by committee rather than having one guy. Um, so I think from that perspective, maybe they were comfortable with the injuries that they could sort of prolong his career by utilizing him a bit less than everyone else would. This is such a Patriots pickup, though, to me. Yeah, lose Deion because, Lewis and pick him up. Yeah, mm. but when you were looking at Hughes, there were uh, sorry, Michelle. When you were looking at him, some people had him really, really high, and some people just didn't mention him. I think it was before the injury. Yeah, uh, and finding out he's got no cartilage in his knees. It he is. was always around. He was always between sort of twenty and sort of forty, I think. From yeah, a, yeah. From but, a but Darius Geis was higher than Sony Michelle. Yeah, mm. and Geis hasn't been selected in the Did, first didn't round. Didn't someone come out this week and say Geis lied about the questions he was getting? At about the... yeah, whether someone asked him if he was gay at mm. the combine. Um, no one could corroborate the, that question. Well, that's not the point. We're not getting back into that again. But um, it was also he seemed to kind of shoot himself in the foot going into the into the draft. There were a few interviews where. He kind of intimated that he hadn't been honest or mm-hmm. been, you know, kind of ex- showed people who he really was. Mm-hmm. He, he f- made it pretty clear that he knew he had to give out a persona of kind of no personality to get drafted. Mm-hmm. So he wasn't, he didn't feel comfortable uh, being buttoned down. Mm-hmm. And of course, that raises massive red flags to NFL uh, war rooms because they're like, well, hang Just- on, what's this guy going to do when he, <laughs> when he gets drafted? He's going to start a. If you're potentially going in the first round, just play the game. That's all you got to do. Yeah, yeah. Just, just don't be an idiot for for a while and just play the game. It's yeah. easy enough. But now, I, I, Michelle will do the same thing. That it, it will be the same as um, a lot of other players who go to New England. He'll go there, win a couple of titles, then get a massive deal with another team, <laughs> and end up falling over. It's, it's, we'll see what happens. We'll that see. sounds awful, doesn't it? I know, poor guy. But he's I, not looking forward to any of that. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get to the last pick then. Mm-hmm. And that was the Philadelphia Eagles moving out because the Baltimore Ravens decided that you can actually move up in the draft as well as down. Mm-hmm. Uh, they moved into the first round. Philadelphia traded their first and fourth round selections uh, to Baltimore. Baltimore gave up their second and fourth round selections this year and a second rounder next year because the Baltimore Ravens selected Lamar Jackson, QB from Louisville. Uh, he's spent the entire night in the, the green room but he got called. He got to walk out on the stage, and he is now the next quarterback up in Baltimore. Yeah. Can I go first? Yeah, go on. I'm not going to be technical about this whatsoever. All I'm going to say is, 24 hours ago, I wasn't that hot on Lamar Jackson. I didn't right. really want him to be that successful. Now he's gone to the Ravens. I really want him to do well. Why is that? Just as he's going to annoy the hell out of you because he's a guy <laughs> that you like. Why does it always have to hate. be about annoying me? It's funny when it. Yeah, it is. It's hilarious. <laughs> 
And plus, I get to listen to you moan on this podcast about it week after week. What? It's, that's gonna, it's okay. gonna happen. No, I, I, I really like it. I just like the fact that they're going in a completely different direction. They're gonna have yeah. to go in a completely different direction. Mm. And I don't like Flacco really as of, no. of what I know. I've never met the guy. I don't know him, but of what I do know of him, I just don't kind of don't like him. So I like the fact that they're going in completely the opposite direction and saying smarten up because your heir apparent's right here now. I mean, they signed RG three in the off season. <laughs> Not being funny, but. I don't think that's a threat. No. You know, someone, someone probably said to him, they've signed RG3 and he's gone, yeah, I don't care. <laughs> so, but I like the fact this is, this is them saying, not only have we drafted you're a guy in the first round, you're on notice and we moved up to get him. I know they moved down five times or whatever they have in this draft. <laughs> I get that. I just like the fact it's a bit of a, a two finger smarten up. Well, they move up so they get the fifth round uh, yep. option on them, don't they? The fifth year option, sorry. Um, mm. At QB, yeah, they can get rid of him in the next year. Yeah, yeah, but um, they won't. So they're they're what, probably. Flacco? Gonna, oh, I mean, oh, I thought you meant Jackson. Oh, yeah, right, no, man. yeah, they'll they'll look to get rid of uh, Flacco when his contract expires. Yeah, hundred percent. Because they can't keep paying him the money they're paying no, and that, him, and that massively frees up space on the um, on the salary cap. Um, I I don't I don't know how I feel about it. Not because not because of Lamar Jackson, but because so it's Ozzy Newsom's last. Um. Draft. Draft. It's taking a tight end. Fine. Solid pick. Yeah, help you now. But then if I'm the next GM that's coming in next year, do I want the last, the, the heir apparent quarterback to have been taken by the previous GM? Do you know <laughs> if, what I mean? If it's a guy that's going to turn out to be a great quarterback. Yeah, of course. Fine. You know, if that's the case, then fantastic. But I think that, you know, mate, that's, that's, that was a bit of a question mark for me, unless they, they'd had that signed off. But I think that, you know, he's a great player. I, like, I really liked his interview afterwards. Super Bowl comments a little bit rich. That's real tough to to predict. But I think no, the, I like that for Baltimore. <laughs> I like that. You like it? I want to win a Super Bowl. Yeah, but three quarters said uh, that. So yeah. apparently, we know he's going to win the next five Super Bowls. Um, <laughs> no, they're all going to win it next year. Okay, all of them. Interesting. Yeah. But I think that I liked his comments around. You know, did you feel disheartened? I'm, I'm just happy I'm, I'm a Raven and stuff. Was like quite almost dismissive, but. You know, self-assured in you know, and comfortable with the team he's playing for. So, yeah, I thought that was um, he handled himself very, very well. He, did, he, he had the best suit in the, the green room, like uh, like some quarterbacks might have done. Oh yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. But he I had think, a good suit on. Yeah, he the had best suit. suit. He was the best dressed, I think. Whole draft. No, there was um, Vita Vea was pretty well dressed, but there was yeah. a guy. There was a guy who had a red suit on with a really massive chunky chain and the red suit looked as though it fitted him about five years ago it was far too tight <laughs> I can't remember who it was probably Minka Fitzpatrick yeah he was, it was, it was he pretty was bad no wasn't he wearing a white suit Fitzpatrick was oh, wearing white was he maybe I'm completely wrong but anyway yeah. I thought it sounded like birds who were saying who's wearing what on the red carpet at the Oscars mm. who cares <laughs> someone was dressed like a mug amazing um, but yeah I think that you know he'll be uh, he'll be interesting he's, he's what you know he's the most polarising yeah, everyone will say Baker Mayfield and stuff, and now with him being the first pick, maybe that's the case. But I think Lamar Jackson's the most intriguing um, prospect in this draft. We want to see how he does and and what he can do at the next level. The fact is, is the fact that he's coming out of a draft where there's four other QBs have gone ahead of him. Is that going to help him? Because there's not going to be as much media speculation on whether or not he's going to do well or not. Or is that purely dependent on when he gets his shot? And I think there's going to be media speculation because he's he's such an outlier. Um, you know, Michael Vick was the first pick in the draft, but played like him um, so he got he got double scrutiny he was uh, not not the norm as far as what you expect from a quarterback but also was the first overall pick but I mm. think there's going to be scrutiny on him um, and the fact he's backing up at the well we expect him to back up 
a, a previous Super Bowl winning quarterback. That's also going to add to some sort of, you know, to, to media scrutiny. So I think yeah, that's um, maybe. I don't think he's going to avoid the uh, the spotlight. No, Jim. I think he'll do, he'll do what uh, Mahomes did last year. He'll sit for the entire year because Flacco, although he gets concussed quite a lot now because he can't slide, um, he usually <laughs> sees out the season. Mm. Um, and I think that the Baltimore fans will probably just allow that to happen, knowing that they'll they'll give him that one this next season's grace mm-hmm. and then they'll fully expect that Lamar Jackson will be ready to go week one of 2019 are you going to trade would you trade him next year not trade Jackson who? Flacco why get some value back same way you did with Martavis Bryant he's going to go at the end of next season you get you get an element of value back for him someone will take him as a you know the same way that the the Dolphins took Cutler last year there's always going to be someone that mm. will We'll take a punt on Joe Flacco because he's probably better than what they've got. But can Flacco not just choose to sell out his contract and say, "Look, I'm getting paid he's away"? No, they can cut him. The end of this season, they can cut him, and it will save him about twenty million. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's not going to do that. So he, it's always better to move on and yeah. be in an organisation somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, he can elongate his career as well that way because he could get up to yeah. up to forty, being a kind of a yeah. Drew Stantony type yeah. or a and Josh if they McCown trade him, type. he retains his contract. Yeah, and there's no so. way he's getting that contract again. No, so no, he's, he's going to end up at Arizona player. then when uh, Rosen and well, quite possibly are both injured. That's an option or Bengals maybe. The Bengals, <laughs> yeah, the Bengals <laughs> might take him because they're going to need a quarterback pretty soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Cardinals almost certainly are going to need another quarterback next season. So yeah, Joe teams. Flacco's yeah not out of the realm of possibility to go there because mm-hmm. he's seen as a kind of steady Eddie type quarterback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not a bad QB. Throws one of the best deep balls in the league. Still, problem is he's just got no receivers to throw to. <laughs> kind of feel bad for him actually when you think about it they've not had not much really. talent on, out, no, on the outside <laughs> you're, you're not going to get much uh, much shrift here mate from, I, uh, I really hope that Roethlisberger says it's now time I've had enough <laughs> I'm going to retire at the top of my game yeah. Flacco moves to what, so, uh, well hang on he's going back Heinz in time Bible. and retiring three years ago <laughs> oh what oh. <laughs> uh, okay how many Super Bowls has Phil Rivers won huh? none mate oh, right, none mate but he's, he's how know. many has Ben Roethlisberger won? King of seven and nine, or nine and seven. How many Super Bowls has Ben Roethlisberger won? Two, two. Oh right, okay. So. How many Polamalu's has Phil Rivers played for? Played with? <laughs> Where are we Six. That? How many? Yeah, I don't think he's played with any Polamalu's. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> there what what a great point! Go. What a great point! I mean, we've gone through the entire first round. Um, it was interesting. There are some players that we thought were going to go mm-hmm. and haven't gone. Some. There's loads. loads. Harold Landry is one of the biggest names that yes. hasn't gone. Mm-hmm. I guess that's they think of him as a one-dimensional. Nathan kind of guy Shepard, Josh Jackson, Sam Hubbard. Yeah, Josh Jackson's one of them. That we yeah, kind of expected to go. And the Narc Officer Phillips as well. Yes, <laughs> mentioned on the last Officer part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he'd be good for you, look uh, for uh, the California Chargers. He'd be very good <laughs> Phillips, for you. Look. Yeah, plug up the run. Yep, plug up the run. I I uh, I actually did just think about that. Hmm. Mm. So we've still got a few more days of, of drafting to go with mm-hmm. the later rounds. Um, but that's it as far as we're concerned now, guys. We um, we might come back one question, and do sir. something, but go on. Um, so tonight or today, depending yeah. on where you're listening in the, on the globe, yeah. um, I'm right in saying that there's the second and third round draft. That's yeah. right. Then tomorrow is going to be the third and fourth. No, fourth, fourth. fifth. Third and fourth, I'm right. Fourth, is it fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh in one go? Yeah, I think yeah. so, yeah. They just, okay, just wipe through them because they're five minutes a pick, yeah. Is the second round five minutes a pick? By the way, I did, I did say 
I did say last week it's 10 minutes in the first round and everyone told me I was wrong. I just wanted to point out. <laughs> no, I thought it was 15. Again, it's not very so often I get something right. So it I felt, a bit, felt a bit better actually this year than last this year. year. Yeah. I really um, like the fact you don't see people taking the phone calls in the green room. Yeah, that was I about, think what, that's about nice. five, six years ago you stopped that. Yeah. yeah. Um, it ruins the, ruins the, uh, the announcement. Mm. It does mean that at certain points you do miss hours and hours of Aaron Rodgers' face going oh no well we were hoping for Rosen yeah. this year but it didn't work out so it did got, a bit got Lamar Jackson it did a bit it did a bit <laughs> um, yeah so we might come back and do some sort of finish of the draft podcast in a, a week or two but mm-hmm. it's really time for the summer break now guys mm-hmm. um, it's been an amazing second season uh, we've learnt a lot Mm-hmm. But we're going to come back hopefully even stronger in season three. Yeah. More more stuff, more equipment to buy, and some other some other irons in the fire. We've now got Dave, who's now officially a regular on the, well, on the podcast. D- consider this a loan period. Now we have to start talking about future fees and regular wages and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, say say bye to Dave. Listening. <laughs> <laughs> bye. We've got to say thank you to everyone that's been on the podcast over the last season, and uh, to everyone that <laughs> listened. And of course, we've got to mention the the other amigo. Punk Raider, who's been on several times, we love him, um, and yeah, we look forward to being back again before the start of season three. Uh, but that's it, guys. Mm-hmm. Until next time, I've been Jim. That's been the King. That's been Dave, and thank you so much for listening. Mm-hmm.